you. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man. Really, two word review just a shit sandwich. That right there is a one of a thousand. going now sure all right sure all right uh welcome to episode number 53 uh we have paul back in the basement and on his first podcast quinn myers quinn you are the incoming or now the music director i am now the wrw music director excellent thanks for having me so you probably hear as much if not more music than i do yeah it's amazing how many people send me the shittiest music, <laughs> but it's always oh, you're gonna fit in <laughs> just fine. It's, it's sad though because they're the nicest people. The nicest people send you the shittiest music. They're like they right. I, they address me personally and they're like, hey, like we really like your blog, we really yeah, like yeah, your yeah. website. Like, would you mind giving us a listen? Maybe we can get some spins on your station. Mm-hmm. And that's terrible. So, so, so what what uh, gets through? I, I know what gets through our filters. Like, what gets through your filters? Um, that's uh, anything. I think. Anything, if I like it, it definitely gets through my fil- the, the filters. And then if I think that our general, our DJs will like it, then, like, we seem to have a more kind of indie pop leaning as a station as a whole, yeah. where I'm more into guitar bands yeah, yeah. and stuff. So yeah. I kind of try to, and we, I kind of try to diversify, I guess. All right. But so what's the best thing you heard so far this year? Best thing I heard, best album I heard this yeah. year? Um... I mean, I like the off record, um, but... I was going to say, if it's not the one you're listening to right now, <laughs> you're out of here, man. Uh, let's see. I think... Uh, God damn it. <laughs> the War on Drugs is so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did you go to the show? I didn't. So um, long. My, I heard they paid for the play for like three hours. Yeah. It was three hours. Um, but then I love, love... Uh, do you know Avaluna? Uh, I've heard the name. I They're don't think I've heard the really record. good, really good band. Uh, I saw them play at the Deans um, like a month and a half ago. Nice. Um, but their record is really cool. It's like Talking Heads meets Jeff Buckley meets like, like loud. I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's nice. it's really cool and like kind of a cool art punk record. Are they are they local or are they? They're from uh, I think they're from they're I think Brooklyn now, but they were from Massachusetts, I believe. Okay, maybe okay. pretty cool. Yeah, very good. Cool. Well, uh, today on the podcast, it's a little intro to everybody to Quinn, uh, we are going to have, uh, a little later on, we're jumping into the future, back to the past, time traveling again, Type Fighters stopping by, uh, so we're going to have an interview right after this uh, with them. We have no idea what that's going to be because it hasn't happened yet, so <laughs> can't really tell you much about it, uh, but we are also going to uh, be reviewing new albums from uh, Y Oak, uh, Baltimore, that would be... Um, we're going to be reviewing new albums from Y Oak and then uh, Los Angeles, I believe, uh, off Keith Morris. Um, so let's go to the interview now with Type Fighter and then we're going to come back and 
Let's dive into why first. Yeah, yeah. sure. All right. I mean, you you want to start with the uh, list of band names on your phone? <laughs> <laughs> you might hand, hand him the mic here so he can. Uh... Are we on? Yeah, We're no, on. it's it's rolling. We're oh. just going. All right. Well, we can start with uh, with. Uh, I'll just read five off. Okay. And then we can uh, we can just like take five band name breaks, if you want. Um, <laughs> so let's see. Uh, the, the newest one is what what Scoops just told me, which is uh, Sideways Rejection. Nice. What is it? That sounds like a ska band. Side Rejection. I don't like that, Will. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's about the mic you're holding. I'm not putting it on there. I don't like Will's band name. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Will. Anyway, the uh, newest one that I have on here, I don't re- I don't remember the context of a lot of these, so right. Front butt. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Which I thought was pretty good. Uh, uh, Buck Jones or Buck Johnson in the elusive trio. Not in the 25th century. Uh, (laughs) It could. could. Buck Rogers. Um, Ford Probiotics. I have no idea. (laughs) Okay. All right. And then uh, <laughs> crucifixion after party. Yeah, yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's the best John one. Said he uh, was one, two, three, four. I need one more. Uh, super taster. Ah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then we can we can revisit uh, we can, that when we're ready we for can a revisit. break. I have my questions about super taster. All right. Uh, right now, I have my questions for uh, three quarters of type fighter in the room. Uh, welcome, gentlemen. Thomas uh, might be dead. We don't know where Thomas he is. Thomas might be dead. Uh, if you could, is Ryan, John, and Will. Yeah. Yeah. John got a head shake and stuff. Uh, congratulations on the new album Thank coming you. out, The End of Everything. Yes. Uh, just wanted to, this is your first album proper, or is it's it? It's our first full length. First yeah, full length proper. Full-length. You guys started out as, a, first of all, was it the same lineup, or was it, uh, like a smaller project, like sort of walk us through like where you guys came where, from. Okay. Well, uh, what we, we played, um, it started off as a solo project of mine. So like early, early days, like February, 2008, I had finished up the first, what was going to be the first EP of type fighter, which mm-hmm. was just pretty much me in a loop station and, and, and a bass and, uh, and programming beats. So I just pretty much got really stoned and wrote a bunch of <laughs> stonery songs <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just never, I never put out, and I've, I actually like rock and roll is want to do, <laughs> and uh, that was that was my that was my whole plan. Oh, excuse me, my, my whole plan, and um, and it just I, I just kind of walked away when I bought a uh, when I bought an auto harp when I was on tour with this band I was in called Pash. Yeah, um, we were on tour near uh, just outside of Chicago in Peoria, mm-hmm. Illinois, and uh, there was we played this ridiculous pizza place, and the pizza was awesome. <laughs> But they had they had a uh, they had a door inside of the pizza place that went into the next door over, and it's not like it was like any sort of connection because it was a pizza place with a door inside of the restaurant that went into directly into like this like re- just crazy old antique store. Right. 
Uh, he said, right, like, that's normal. Right. No, yeah, 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 yeah one of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I bought an auto harp and then I, I tuned it up and, and annoyed everybody in the van on the rest of the tour. Um, and so just started writing as a joke, kind of yeah. writing country songs, you know, like three chord songs. And yeah. it was a lot of fun. And so I started writing a bunch of songs like that. And auto harp was really what got the true spirit, um, started you know what i mean that's that's what unlocked the muse yeah that's what that's, that's where so i was weird. just like oh man so i've got a melodica in the corner over here that does the same thing <laughs> yeah so we um so that that you know once that happened uh, i moved into a house in arlington with some friends and and we ended up starting a band with it and yeah. uh and it's not really the same lineup so much anymore will is the uh, our original drummer uh-huh. um he joined as we were recording the first ep um, so he, he had uh, like officially started playing with us right after we put out that EP. Right. And then, um, so Will and I are the, fr- oh, the only like original, um, cause before that we never had an official drummer. Right. We didn't have a drummer on the, uh, we didn't have a drummer in the band when we recorded the EP. We just kind of like did it and got a drummer to come in mm-hmm. and play parts. And we just like cut up whatever he did and just like, <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was silly, but, um, Will joined after that, and then after that, it was uh, we were five piece for a while, and then my end up changed a little bit, and then uh, eventually, uh, we just kind of started uh, writing louder, kind of countryer songs, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but still uh, with a lot more of a rock thing, and that's when Fall Winter Fall happened, when uh, Thomas had joined just before we were getting ready to record that, yep. so we just kind of like rushed through these songs and recorded them, and actually. It's a re- it's a cool record where where you know I look back on it and it was it was rushed and it was there wasn't really any cohesive flow to it but it was, uh, it was a collection of songs that we were all pretty stoked on and yeah. um we did that record ourselves mm-hmm. um uh, Will is, was the primary guy on that one on that record and and Thomas helped too because he's also an engineer and then that was their first uh, their first time working together in the studio it was beautiful um and then yeah and then. Scoops joined, um, what, end of 2011? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Um, he, timelines, I have no idea how long he's been in the band, but we, this always lineup, there, but never, this there. lineup has been, uh, this lineup has been solid for the last like three years, three I'd years. say. And, mm-hmm. and so we, we spent, that's the time we spent writing all the, a bunch so, of and, songs. and the new record really is, is a band effort. It's oh yeah. It's very much a collaboration. Like, yeah. It's not a solo project at all anymore. Everybody has, has, uh, at, at what point do you, do you feel like it flipped over from, from being like, okay, I've got these ideas, I've got these songs. And then you go out and play. I mean, you have a reputation of putting on this like kick-ass live show. Oh, thanks. And so it, like at what point was it like oh wait shit we have to do this like, like I want all this like stuff to be on here but like oh we actually have to go out and like rock our face off in front of people well that's just kind of the uh I mean we spent a lot of time not having fun at practice writing right and you know not to say that it's not fun but it's it's you know it's it's um we practice and we're focused for the most part and we you know we we it's not as much fun. So when we play a live show, it's just kind of like a celebration of mm-hmm. all the work that we've been doing in practice. And it's been, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun. So I, yeah. I, I guess it, it, you know, if it comes out as that, which is great. You yeah. Know what I mean, kind of curious about the production on your new album. Um, who, who produced it, had that, had that come about and everything. Well, we started out, um, That's Will talking, by the way. Uh, this is Will. <laughs> Hi. Uh, 
Not Thomas. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I'm trying to talk. (laughs) Anyways, um, so John Thayer is an old friend. Ryan used to live with him. Um, He's from the band Exit Clove. He's in Drunken Sufis. He actually tours with Guster. Um, But he's an awesome engineer who lived here. He went to GW, actually. Um, Right? Yes. Yeah, so uh, he moved up to New York few years ago and he's an engineer and producer up there so the idea was to go record the record bring all of ours thomas runs a commercial studio out of arlington and so he has a ton of gear i have some gear so it was drag all the gear up to this cabin in vermont and Mm -hmm. we're gonna spend a week there we're gonna record a record and you know we'll there are one or two things left undone we'll we'll take care of it when we get home and so (laughs) we we just shot through you know about 14, 15 songs in a few days, drums and bass. We got the bed tracks and we started doing guitar and vocals and it's like, oh, we should take our time. So John did those sessions. And so we did a week with John Thayer and he really set the tone. So that was, you know, as far as overall vision for the record, that that was okay. John Thayer, like with kind of the the grittier sound and, and you know, don't don't make it pretty. Don't don't ever let it sound careful was cool. kind of the... I don't know the overall vision for it. I, I think if I don't know if you guys agree, but um, so then we brought it back and then spent really the next year <laughs> kind of finishing it, and we actually wound up adding one more song at Thomas and Ryan's behest. Which song? Which it was much. It was the first okay. single, which is kind of funny. Um, we yeah we wrote that and I was like, well, let's put it on, and I said absolutely not. This record is just about done, and <laughs> so we did it anyways because I never win anything. <laughs> Um, so anyways, yeah, yeah, <laughs> anyways, we brought it back. We worked on it for about a year out of Thomas's studio and yeah, that Thomas and I were doing the engineering. Um, and then, yeah, Thomas did a little more tracking and then Thomas and I mixed it together. Uh, and that got us to where we are now with a completed record. Cool. Yeah. But yeah, as far as production wise, it was just. There's so much more recorded than wound up on the record that like the, the mixing was also a very large editing process mm-hmm. of just getting rid of so much stuff. It was kind of try everything so, and see what sticks. How many how many songs are we talking about? We started or, or, or just recorded like we started. Yeah, we started with sixteen songs. Okay. The record has eleven on it with two B like totally finished mixed mastered B sides. Um, one of which we released with a single that mm-hmm. no one bought, so no one will ever hear it. You had your chance. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so, yeah, and then one or two were older songs that we thought we'd put on the record, and mm-hmm. then just kind of, yeah, it's like we have plenty of stuff here. Just we don't need to more. do stuff we'd already recorded, two things from Fall, Winter, Fall, right? Yeah. Yeah, so then we wound up with the 11 songs that are on the record. That was a process in itself. Yeah. Oh, yeah, just putting together the track listing for the record. Was, sure. That took, like, God, that probably three months on its own oh well but i feel because we so, started talking about it and then the, everyone had a different idea and then started sending out emails about i was like well i think this should be it and i think this should be it and then um just you know lots of not fighting but just like debating why sure, we, sure. we thought this should be that and we spent a lot of time on it and recently brettis young things wrote a very flattering review of the record right but um they said they had one thing to nitpick with the band that was the track listing is all wrong, <laughs> and they and uh, and suggested uh, starting the record at at 
uh, track seven and then going, you know, through the last, you know, seven through right. 11 and then starting right. it from there. Um, and he, you know, he made a case for it, I guess, but it was just kind of like, damn it. Well, I mean, I mean, you're second guessing sequencing really is what you're talking about. And then, I mean, you know, as it stands now, I think this, you know, it, the, it, the flow of it is, is what it is. And it, it like, it works. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, we think so too. I'm just, you know, it, it also, there was another review that said the second half of the record shouldn't shouldn't have been there or something like. <laughs> so people have their opinion on which songs. Well, I know, I know. Quinn, Quinn actually wrote a review. So I mean, I know, I know you you had like how you felt it flowed. Like, yeah, Quinn bashed the record. Yeah. Really <laughs> like just shouldn't have been there. Like <laughs> or, or just it starts off really strong and then and they said something. What? Who said that? Doc the boats was like. Oh yeah, where they said they said that. Oh, that was the one that that be, you know was they brought up dismemberment plan and deleted scenes because yeah, yeah. we're from DC. So like, oh, they fall, they fall right alongside deleted scenes and dismemberment right. plan, which are both that's great bands. Well, that's such a, but we sound nothing like them. That's such a like a bullshit like dc blogger thing. i know it's like, just like well like, let me like let me if you're pick... a dc band you have to fit into these established dc bands yeah, well it's it's, la- like... it's lazy and it's and it's actually a discussion for another podcast which you guys are welcome to come on oh i would love to come <laughs> on for that but yeah because there's a lot to talk about the dc scene it's but... uh and there's very much a scene mm-hmm. and that that is very much overlooked in the 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 abundance of all the fucking media that's everywhere it's, yeah. you know it's but just, if i hear fugazi one more like somebody say fugazi and reference anything one more time i'm gonna fucking who? <laughs> yeah exactly who are you talking i don't know like, I think I'm, I, no. I, aside from maybe like john i mean, might be the only person old enough in the room that like saw them back in the day <laughs> and you know it's like it's, it's a ghost but we're, we're getting off track here <laughs> so no let's talk more about this yes there's a song called waiting room and uh <laughs> <laughs> that inspired me to start playing bass yeah just that you guys song. should cover it. I, uh, you're, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You might have heard it. It's band Fugazi. Yeah. <laughs> Should we take a five band name list? <laughs> or band five name. band name uh, break? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's All go. All right. Ready? Really pushing those band names. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like we just got on a really heavy... Uh, really... I have yeah. heard of Wugazi. Yeah. Wugazi. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. But, but we're, talking, we're talking band names now, John. Yeah. Well, we don't have to, guys. I thought we were all on the same page. Let's take a two-band name break. Two-band name. Yep. Oh, make it I, make them count. Now I gotta really think about it. <laughs> Goo uh, goo balls. Oh, and Jim blossoms. G Y M. Holy yeah! Nice. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. All right, back back to the record. So, have a uh, not not a stripped down sound, but like definitely on on uh, the end of everything. Like it seems a little like angrier, like it, a little loud, a little louder. Oh, it's definitely. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, compared to the first two EPs, I mean, we 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 totally re to ourselves reinvented mm-hmm. our, our sound and our, our approach. And, so it was, it was an intentional like move. Absolutely. Like, I mean, it was very natural, but it's, it, it was very sure. not for you know, it's not forced. It was, but yes, it was an intentional. We are changing what we sound like. Um, so, you know, yes, it was very intentional. And what, what was the uh, impetus behind that? I, I think we just got kind of bored. Um, the, you know, like you can only take the whole folk thing so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I like I was 
I, I couldn't write outside of a certain like strumming pattern because I was just kind of stuck there and it was, yeah. it was frustrating and every song I had written before and, and, you know, I don't, you know, I mean, it, like we're, we're very proud of where we came from. You know what I mean? Like sure. it, it was a lot of fun. We learned a lot and we, I, we, a lot of that comes through still, you know, like it's mm-hmm. still, um, a certain kind, a certain sound I think that comes from like this project. And so, um, but yeah, it, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 the question was uh, you pretty much answered it, but I mean, so like, it, like consciously, and actually, it's funny because we were just talking about this on the podcast where we we did taped a segment earlier where we were talking about uh, the new Y.O.K. album and, and reinvention so of that. Well, you, know, you and I have a <laughs> disagreement, but <laughs> but um, I've listened to it once. But the the idea of reinvention and stuff, and, and, and whether or not it's like in your case, sounds like it was it might have been a little more organic. And so I was, I was wondering, like how, like was it a conscious thing, like fuck this we need to sound different or was it a thing like, you know what? We like all this. It, it's in our toolbox. We can actually sound like this and we can make this happen. Um, so let's try it. Let's, let's go down this road and see what happens. Can I take a stab? Yeah. I've, this is my theory, my personal theory. I feel like it's more, it's, um, it's getting closer to what, Oh shit. I just forgot. <laughs> <laughs> None of us. None of us were, were like. <laughs> I, I feel like it's more um, real. Like, I'm not, realistic is the wrong word, but you starting a folk band was kind of a anti what you had been involved in yeah, all your life. That's very true. I and I feel like it's yeah. like maybe like just naturally gravitating back towards what stuff that we've played and felt mm-hmm. good playing. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does, and I think that's that's I've certainly part of it. Band, but you know? yeah. Yeah, we, we've gotten asked that question, um, and it, it never was a conscious decision. It just that's how it evolved. Um, we we kind of the lineup change was part of it. Ryan bought an electric guitar, yeah, and that's how the songs started coming out. Well, first it was a it was a hollow body, and it was the best guitar he'd ever seen in his life, and he's never going to get rid of that. Wait, which guitar? <laughs> it was this. Oh, he sold it a long time oh, ago. Fuck. The best guitar ever, and he would never sell. Yeah, it was he, a cool guitar. It was a Jordan Fifth Avenue King. Okay. Yeah, and six yeah. months later, it went up to Atomic, and <laughs> and he came back because with us. Because he needed pants? Yeah, he, he needed to buy some new pants, and I've got a pants story for you. But... Uh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> anyway, it was, it, was, it was more of a natural evolution, which I think you can kind of hear on the second record. That's, right. That was kind down of... to you know drums, bass, and two electric guitars, mm-hmm. and a lot of acoustic is in there as well, but you know it wasn't like the first one where it was just mostly acoustic instruments um and yeah it was just it was lineup changes it was that was when this member and this member were gone and it was just me and ryan doing stuff and he was playing electric guitar that's how the song started coming out and then when thomas was there you know playing lead on a yeah when shredmaster showed up (laughs) (laughs) yeah when tom thomas blaze showed up it yeah it it just changed we never we never made a decision it just sort of happened it just sort of happened I mean, is is the end, the end of all this like sort of evolution like a metal band, like metal type fighters? <laughs> We're gonna go so far beyond metal. It's so gonna far. be. So far. <laughs> We're gonna be melted metal. Oh, it's really gonna. Ah, oh, this add to the list. Tying it back. Yeah. Did he just... 
See, when you encourage him, he thinks everything's a really good band name. So you wind up with things like Melted Metal. Hey, man. It's just gone on the list. There's no way I'm ever going to have a band with all of these names. I, I would say with that band name, you missed the opportunity. M3 was last night at Meriwether. So you could, like, alongside Kicks and Extreme, melt, Melted Metal could Are you happened. telling me Extreme was in town last night? They were. I no am telling told you. Me. Did they play uh, their, their smash hit, More Than Words? I'm sure they did. I'm sure they played... Now the question is like how much did they cover off of their triple concept album Three Sides to Every Story? I don't know, but I want to know how much they played off of their uh their classic Pornography. Pornography, yeah. Um if you don't like what you see here, get the funk out. <laughs> that that was the follow up to Pornography. Let's just talk about Extreme for the rest of the show. A triple album. I mean, if you if you want to, yeah. I mean, if, I mean, we we can parse extreme at this point. <laughs> I, I, I just I I wish I wish I just want to I just want to be in the room. I want to go back in time. And then and you tour the with One Direction when uh, <laughs> when when someone sat down and was like, "All right, guys, we need a band name," and someone's like, "How about this?" I'm like, "No, no, that's lame." How about this? No, no, that's stupid. How about extreme? It's like, whoa. <laughs> I, I I think when they formed, it was, I mean, it was before. That really got like embedded in the lexicon where everything was extreme, so it made sense for them now. Yeah. Then, but now, I don't Wait, know. So they invented the word extreme. Is I that it, possibly. Okay, now I know. I mean, if we're... they definitely defined it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's the punctuation for the extreme talk right there. Yeah, yeah. that's the exclamation point. Way to go. Um. So since the album came out, have you, you guys have a show coming up at the Rock and Roll Hotel. Uh, yes. It is next Saturday. Yep, May 3rd. This will be out on Tuesday or Wednesday, so it's going to be May 3rd. Who are you playing uh, with at the show again? Oh, we're playing with uh, with uh, Teen Mom is opening, and then our friend Sunset Guns from Brooklyn okay. are playing, and then uh, Shark Week. Awesome. Local bands. And- yeah, Very it's nice. a good lineup. Very yeah, nice. It's a good lineup. Um, you excited for that or excited to have it over? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. Both. It's going to be a fun show. I mean, playing the Rock and Roll Hotel, you know, we don't do it very often because it's, you know, it's a big room and, yeah. and we don't, you know, this is our record release. So it's just like a, you know, big celebration. I also live right there. I live right behind the, the oh, yeah, Rock and Roll Hotel. Yeah, so it's, nice. uh, so it's, it's very convenient for me. Not for everybody else, but for me. That's all. The, they don't know where. There's so many houses there. It's all good. The Dead Kennedy Center. I don't live there, no, no. but I, I have been there. I frequent the there. Around the corner. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, we're really excited, but it's, you know, it's going to be nice to be able to just not not necessarily get it over with, but just to kind of not ha- not think about it. I'm, I tend to be kind of an anxious dude in general. Sure. So when there there's something to actually be anxious about, I'm extra anxious about it. So once that, uh, once that subsides, you know, once – I because I, I work that day also. I run mm-hmm. a food truck in the city, and so once um, I get done with work that day, I have to go and pretty much straight to the hotel for sound check and sound check and get it over. Yeah. But since I live close by, after sound check, I'm just going to be chilling. Yeah, that's going to be that's cool, awesome. Yeah. So <clears throat> have a couple drinks and hang out, and just kind of leisurely hang out, go and visit my dog at home, and then go back to the show and visit my dog again. Uh, the the rock and roll lifestyle, man. Are you guys any plans to tour? Um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna tour. As we're our, our you know we all have jobs and everything. Yeah. So, um, so our goal is to tour as much as we can afford, which is generally like 
three to four days a month. So okay. we're going to be doing weekends mm-hmm. every month and hitting like, you know, just regional spots that are, that we can get to within like six hours and, and, um, you know, just trying to do it smart, you know, like yeah, just yeah. stay, stay relevant and present on the internet, which is kind of the most important thing, I guess now in music in a lot of ways, it's just like making sure people know you still exist. Yeah. I, I, I would say like getting like, uh, awareness, Mm-hmm. A little bit. I mean, I mean, it's hard. There's a, there's a lot of noise. There's yeah, a lot there's of noise a lot there. of noise. I, and... I, I think at the end of the day, it comes down to um, if you have not to get too into like businessy about it. Like if you have a good product, people are going to gravitate towards it. <laughs> well, that's the idea, I mean, but it also has to be marketed the right way. Well, it does have to be marketed the right way. So there, there's a lot of like magic that can happen in between there. I mean, you guys have a good product, so like you're ahead of the game already. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and uh yeah, so it it could be because yeah, I, was, I was wondering like if you knew areas like where you guys like to play that people were like fuck yeah type fighter or there are places you just go people just have no clue who you are. Well, I mean we've been you know we've been touring. I remember our first tour as type fighter was like forty days. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. um for our first EP that was that's hard. Oh yeah, oh, <laughs> I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, like don't do a forty day tour on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a big thing that I learned. Yeah, um, and I didn't get the concept of any sort of like PR or anything. So it's just like, oh, the record's out. Let's go fucking put it out there. Yeah, and you know, and then we break down in the middle of Gallup, New Mexico. Which, oh my god, <laughs> that is not a good place to break good down. Enough. In in the in the middle of the desert. Um, I mean, it's beautiful. It's, Beautiful land right, out there, right. whatever. But it was just <laughs> Will is shaking. This is like no. It was a lot of fun, but it was also a nightmare. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, but um, you know, it's just kind of you got to do it the right way. Yeah. You know, and, and if there's anything that I've learned as as a musician, you know, especially in the last ten years I, is, that I've been touring, it's just do it the right way. You know, like yeah. And don't, you know, like, take risks, but not ones that you, that will make you not able to pay your fucking bills, you know? Yeah. Like, I have to pay rent, I have to pay everything, and and I'm married now, so it's just kind of, um, so it's just a matter of just, yeah, doing it smart. Like, we want to do it, we want to do it the right way, we we would love to meet a booking agent who's just like, you know what, don't worry about that, I got it. Yeah, yeah. But until then, you know, it's on us. And we've been um, – there There are certain areas like down south with Charlottesville. Thomas went to sure. school down there. We know a lot of bands down there and people seem to like us there. And yeah. Raleigh and uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> obviously here in D.C. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you, you know, like there, there, there are certain spots where we do better than other places. Mm-hmm. But that's also because we've been there and, and, you know, we've done some – a little bit of like uh, regional touring and stuff while we've been getting the record ready just to kind of like – yeah exist elsewhere yeah. um and uh dc you know we we do okay in dc and yeah absolutely you know so it's um there are definitely spots that we need to keep hitting mm-hmm. but um now we have a record to do it with and something to yeah. just kind of be like you know what this is why we're touring because it's hard when you don't have anything but your old records but all you're playing is new stuff you know it's mm-hmm. just you're not selling anything um that you have yeah so um that, and that's the whole point. It's just like going back to like it being a product, you know, the whole point. Like you, you could be – I mean if you're trying to make a living at all, obviously this is this is where this comes into play. But, um, you know, um, if you have a product, you got to sell it 
Yeah. And so if you play a show and, and all you're playing is new stuff, but all you have for sale is your old stuff, you're not going to sell the old stuff because yeah. nobody knows the fuck that is. Right. Um, and you're not going to sell anything new because you don't have anything new. So um, once we released the first single, that gave us a reason to just be like, all right, let's we have this just now. Just go with it and like, um, get out there and play yeah. it. And, and now that we have the full the full length, you know, like it's just a matter of booking as much time out as we can. And, you know, if we find a means to do it and still be able to afford our lives, then then fuck yeah you know but if not then you know it's it, it's a lot of fun and we really enjoy it and you know we're not going to stop <laughs> yeah and that's good to hear because a lot of people are, are are jaded by the process that like like fuck i you know oh it can be very i, I just want to make a living i mean well justin actually we were talking about this earlier and uh justin jones you know it's like y- you <clears throat> not everybody's 20 no, no, and, and that's kind of the problem. Is you, everybody wants a twenty-year-old, right? And, and you want different things, and, and, and as, in, as as enticing as rock and roll can be, like family's also cool. Families are great, yeah, and like, all that stuff is cool. And but like different kind of it cool. can a different kind of cool, and like so you get finding a balance of how to do that and stuff is like. Well, luckily, there are no babies yet on this not, yeah. so but, you know until that. My mic. I don't know. You said it was date night tonight. So. Well, <laughs> just because well, we're getting pants. See, because that's why know, I said pants, pants are, are not pants are a date night fail. Ah, uh, well, nope, we're getting nope. we're getting food. Hey, okay. let us have our date night. All right, <laughs> all right. All right. No, I'm just joking. It's uh, no, it's it's kind of an errand date. I'm not gonna lie, but it, you know that you do that. It's, yeah. We just have a night off together. Actually, we just found out we're gonna have Saturdays off together, which is the first time we've had uh, a day off at the same time regularly in probably like two years. Nice. Three years. So it's 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 really awesome. So that uh that's gonna rule. So date night's gonna be way better. We can do way cooler things like go to the bluegrass festival. But we can get it. in. Which I didn't get in. Yeah, apparently it was VIPs only. Yeah. Ten thousand so. of them. <laughs> Ten thousand VIPs. <laughs> uh well cool man. I I mean so the show is yeah, yeah, May third. May third at the Rock Hotel. Hotel. It's, gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, Come early, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Come on, we'll be down there. It's gonna be a good, good, fucking great lineup. Actually, yeah. it's a great lineup. We're, I'm really excited to see every single band on the bill, and um, and I'm just excited to party, have a great time, and and yeah. you know, just yeah. fucking play, play our hometown for our record release. You know, and and we play Baltimore the day after, actually, with my nice. with my boss's band, which is gonna be really cool because my their band is awesome. Yeah. Glenmont Popes from okay. Baltimore. Yeah, they're really good. But yeah, so May 3rd, um, Rock and Roll Hotel. Be there or suck. Or suck, yeah. I'll, or suck. I'll, I'll validate that. Be there or be <laughs> suck. Be there or be suck. Yeah. So, well, cool. Thank you guys for coming down. Thank you for having us. And then, yeah. uh, hopefully this won't be the last time. No, no. Love having you guys over here. I so. live close by, so let's nice. do this. Cool. All right. Cool. Thanks Out. a lot. Got the mic drops out. It's like punk. All right, so that was our uh, interview with Type Fighter. Uh, I hope it's good. <laughs> How are we gonna do this? Uh, yeah, it's probably good. Uh, it is good, and so. Uh, yeah, so I guess uh, those guys have a new album out now called The End of Everything. Quinn, you actually reviewed it. I did. And then uh, the CD release party is at, what, Rock and Roll Hotel? Yeah, next weekend. Rock this Roll Saturday. Roll. Who else is playing with them? Shark Week, Teen Mom, and 
one other band, Sunset, something. All right. All local bands. All right. Awesome. So uh, get your tickets now for that, and uh, we'll probably see you out there. Now uh, we're going to uh, sort of tackle a new album from uh, one of my favorite artists, actually, uh, Baltimore's Y Oak. That is the first single from Wyoke's new album, Shriek. Uh, Oak is a duo from Baltimore. This is their, was it the fourth or fifth album? Fourth. fourth. Uh, their last album, Civilian, was the one that they really sort of looked big. Had a hit on uh, The Walking Dead. If you're a fan of that show. Uh, they have always been... Uh, what's been good about them is their ingenious use of, of what the tools they have at hand. Uh, Andy Stack is a drummer. Uh, he typically plays with one hand. Uh, and plays with the other hand he will do all sorts of like synthesizers whatever instrument he needs to do and then that's supported by the chief songwriter uh jen wastner plays guitar you can hear her voice on that song uh, she does have one of the more amazing voices in indie rock i would say um they've been away a few years and during those few years she had a few side projects uh one of them was flock of dimes uh which if you've seen that uh it's entertaining not why oak Another one was Dungeness, uh, also entertaining, not White Oak. Uh, they were more synth-heavy, and so when this album was announced, the first thing they said uh, that might have been a tip-off to something that was going on uh, was that there were going to be no guitars in this album. Which, Paul, I don't know if you're a fan. Are you a fan of the earlier stuff? Um, I wouldn't call myself a fan. I like some of it, but... I always thought that it got a little bit form- formulaic, so yeah. I couldn't really couldn't pay attention to the whole album. Right. Bring- well, yeah, um, I remember I I saw... It's funny to see why well, kind of blowing up, because I remember, I remember seeing them in like a 50-capacity room right. in like the middle of suburban Connecticut right. um, like three or four years ago, right when Spilling came out. Yeah. And now they're playing that 30 Club. Um, but I think... But on the guitar point, um, I was re-listening to Civilian today, and the guitar is—I think it's really great on the album. It is. She's an amazing um, guitar player. It's, it's like it's in distortion and everything, I, and I'm definitely missing it here. For yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, because so what the just this whole album is there's no guitar. Uh, it's a synth thing. If you heard those other projects, it uh, it's almost I think th- there's a little shift in the zeitgeist lately definitely more last year than this year where people are going more towards synth pop and more airy stuff uh and that has never been why oak per se uh i am trying to figure out because the first time i first listened through this record i was like oh hell no <laughs> like just flat out i was like that there's there's a difference between uh taking a risk and like changing your sound and actually well really just taking risks uh and complete reinvention is just a thing. I don't. I don't think many people should really try. I think like Radiohead has pulled it off. 
from OK Computer Kid A, although maybe, maybe that's not complete reinvention. Uh, U2 also, like the jump from like Joshua Tree to Octoon Baby. Um, I'm trying to figure out now if that's what this was. If if this is an attempt at reinvention, or if uh, if I'm being cynical, if it is a cash in on the Wyoke brand, and I, I think it's a mixture of both. You think it's a mixture yeah. of both? Um, and I think it. I think that. Uh, I think whether it might not even be a subconscious, or it might be not even a conscious cash mm-hmm. in. I think that they just kind of like lent. I don't know. But I, will it make them more money? Will it make them more popular? Maybe. I mean, synth pop is huge right now. Yeah, yeah, like, it, um, it is. So we'll see. But, I just, yeah, go ahead. No, but but to that point, um, and, and really, I mean, we're sort of talking about two different things about this album. Like, if this wasn't a Y Oak record, and it's on that playing field of all these synth pop coming yeah, albums coming out, uh, I mean, judged on that alone, it doesn't quite get there. Um, it, it's a, you know, it's pleasing. I was listening to it again today uh, outside, and you know, it it's enjoyable. You can put it on the background, but there's nothing that grabs you. And like Paul, you said nothing grabbed it before. Yeah, well, I didn't say nothing grabbed me before. I mean, there are, there are tracks of theirs that I liked, but I wasn't a huge. Let, let, let's just say when the announcement came out, Y Oaks got a new album. Right. It was more of like an eyebrow raise than a ooh, I better go out and get that. Like I don't. I, I'm not that invested in them, mm-hmm. and I knew that Jen Wozner had been out doing side projects and trying different things. I was actually somewhat surprised that we even saw a new Y Oak album. That was it looked like the kind of move that you make when you're just kind of like I'm done with my yeah. old project and I'm going on to a new thing. Um, and you know, if you take her at her word, she was really bored of their songs after yeah, the yeah. last after the last tour. She was giving interviews saying, you know, I'm essentially like I'm bored I feel like a jukebox up there every night like this is not this isn't right. fun and then she goes out and does Flock of Dimes does Dungeon mm-hmm. and they come back here she knew there was going to be a shift frankly I I like this album I think it <laughs> I think it uh, I think it drops off a bit in the second half um, it feels like they had about you know two thirds of an album worth of material and padded it out to a full album but I think that the front half of the album plus one or two tracks on the back are really good and especially the first three or four songs mm-hmm. just like just roll through really well and I, I think that they have the skill set to work with this new sound I just think that it's always tough when you've got an embedded fan base that has an expectation yeah, yeah. attached to a name you know Jen, the, the name Jen Wozner shouldn't necessarily bring up uh, the Y Oak sound only at this point because of the other stuff she's done, but the name Y Oak brings up an expectation of a particular type of song. Well, I think that actually to kind of disagree with you on um, that point. I think mm-hmm. the uh, on the previous point that you made about even as a synth pop record, does mm-hmm. this even work? And I think it does. Um, oh, oh, I think yeah. I think it does. I think it could stand alone. I just think that there are these, as you said, the entrenched. Why well, Oak hardcore fans who I, love Jen Watson. I don't know. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, and I guess to clarify my point a little bit, it's like, it, it, I, I do think it works. Like, but I don't think, like, if you take, a, I don't know if you heard the Sylvan Esso record yet. Like, people are doing, like, very similar stuff, and, and, and I don't think it rises above. Okay. Where uh, my experience with Why Oak uh, is a little different than Paul's, but I, I think the stuff, their previous material does rise above. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we first saw them, uh, they were opening for Blitz and Trapper at Auto Bar in, in Baltimore and blew them off the stage. And it was, I mean, you were like, who, who are these people? Like, how, how are they doing this? Because they're taking, um, 
a what can be sort of a, a, a tired and stayed formula, you know, just like and doing something to it that pulls you in. And whether yeah. that whether that be, she said, Wyoke's always been about songs. I mean, there have been good songs. I, I, I don't know. But I, you're bringing up an interesting point, though, because uh, I, it just the connection between them and, and Blitz and Trapper right here. I know it's just a show, <laughs> but with Blitz and Trapper, when their album came out, we were complaining about them just being like taking kind of the shell of, of what they had done before, making it commercial, right. and right. then not really having anything left to say. Right. And so if as a band you're left with, let's go in this new direction with some with some new sonic textures that I've been uh-huh. working with on the yeah. outside and see what we can do or put out civilian part two right. and have everybody just be bored as bored with it as we are, then, uh, you know, what's, what's better? And I'd take the reinvention every time. At least it's interesting. Yeah, okay. Sure. Well, let's, uh, let's hear actually the title track and then come back to that point um, about reinvention. So that, that was Shriek, Paul, to uh, address your point of reinvention. Uh, I, I would ask you, is she reinventing herself or reinventing Y-Oak as early 90s Annie Lennox? Because that's... <laughs> no, it's not fair. I mean, look, 
I, I, I don't know if you like just drop these terrible comparisons in here for no reason <laughs> now, <laughs> but <laughs> gotta no. put the bear. <laughs> no, I look. I can hear the similarities, obviously, between a lot of the the synth pop, you know, renaissance, whatever's going on right now. But uh, I do think that they're they're doing it better than most of these folks are. But just because it sounds a little bit like some of the other ones, I don't I don't care about that. If you're doing if you're making good music, yeah, then it's fine. And I I like a lot of the bands that are doing that right now. Sure, so. sure. I mean, Churches was one of my top albums last year, so. Sunday's Redux, <laughs> whatever, man. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it it is. I guess my problem that I have with the record as a whole is the the a lot of times it, it is a ballsy move by anybody to like reinvent that that goes without saying. Um, and whatever they want to do is whatever they're going to do. It's we asked the question last week. We we're talking about the Afghan Wigs record. Um, I mean, for me, it does come down to, like, the brand thing. And, and I hate to have a cynical view of this, but, like, this... It, it is more in line with her solo stuff, which is enjoyable. But I guess what I say is, who cares? Like, it's... If you're caring about about your band as a brand, then that leads to some really poor choices made in the name of business instead sure. of art. And if you're thinking of it as a venue for your artistic expression and people can adjust their brand expectations well, <clears throat> to whatever you decide to put out, then that's just a, it's a different tack. And I think it lends to, it lends itself to more creativity. Yeah. I mean, and, and people are going to like this album. I mean, that, that's just going to happen. So, and I, because it's good. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, I guess, I guess that's what I'm struggling with is that it's, it's not, it's diluted. It's they, they took that step and dove in this whole other thing, which like, that's like a big like thumbs up and I don't think they quite fully executed on it because I mean as a fan of the band I've loved every one of their albums and this one like I don't know that I'll listen to it again I I mean well I think one of their their strongest the strongest part about this band in my opinion is Jen's voice I think yeah unbelievable and I didn't really hear it that strongly on this album it kind of well even that and it's it's pulling in stuff so Flock of Dimes was a more like honestly like an 80s centric like dance party mm-hmm. I mean it, her shows were a dance party just her so it pulling in that and yeah you're right you don't hear it you you hear her it, you, it, she's I mean you hear her using it but it's not like as like defined as just her mm-hmm. as it has been on other records yeah. which is uh, I mean I don't know I don't I don't want to call it like the end of Y Oak at all, you know. This is like some mistake, uh, but but I sort of feel like it might be, have been a misstep. Maybe work these things in uh, gradually. But why, if you don't actually want to make that type of music? Why? Be, well, if you don't want to make that type of music, then start another band. Why? Y Oak. <laughs> no, I'm just actually I'm, that I'm, was Valerie's pun. Why? W H Y. Why? But I'm I'm asking why because the the the, the, the brand well, of the band does not belong to anybody but the artist. True. And if they decide that they want to change it, then there might be commercial consequences to it that they can accept. Paul, and if not, then the whole universe could end in a weird singularity <laughs> if bands can just do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> as long as you can get away with it, then you can. It's your band. Yeah. yeah. I I just well. I just look. I have no investment in the name. That's mm-hmm. the thing. I don't care. So okay. if I if this album had come out under anybody else's name, 
with them playing, you know, as pseudonyms and nobody knew it was Y Oak, yep. I'd still like the album. Yeah. And I don't care what name's attached to it. Okay. Well, I, I think that I think that a bit ha- your personal relationship with a band affects like affects that. Band. Sure. I, I, if, I, if, if like if Radiohead put out this album, this mm-hmm. very album, like people would be up in arms even if it is a good album. It's, yeah. it, it, it matters a little bit, I think. Well, people were up in arms with with uh, Kid A. Uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. They, they were getting the uh, the magazine headlines like this band will save rock and roll, and then they came so, out with Kid A. With so, Kid and, and, and maybe this different. is a discussion for like a, a larger podcast as far as like does that matter? I mean, look, it, it's a good question, but like, I don't know. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's a larger question because it's. I think it matters individually. It can matter. Like like Quinn said, it's it's if you have an individual relationship with a band, there are expectations built into what's coming out. However, the band does not have to honor those expectations because sure. they have they have a responsibility to themselves to just make whatever you know they feel is artistically and commercially viable. And if they're looking at it as an artistic expression, and especially if they're looking at it in the context of multiple side projects and what they want to continue doing as artists, then they can try it. And if it doesn't work, mm-hmm. they can either go back to what they were doing before or they can break up. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess on that, then, Quinn, uh, what, are, what are you be doing? Are you going to be uh, buying it, streaming it, or passing? I'm going to give it a stream. You're going to give it a stream? Yeah. Paul? I'm giving it a buy, though I wish it was an EP. But I'm giving it a buy anyway. Cool. <laughs> so you're buying half of it? No, I'm bu- I'm buying it because I think as a whole it's worth the buy. I just think that it could have been really, really good if a couple of those tracks had been pulled off. I I wish I could say that I was going to stream this, but I I just it doesn't resonate with me anymore, and I'm sad about that. Like I said, your relationship to a band. I mean, but. So you're going to cry and just listen to Civilian over and over again? I might. Or just listen to Sturgill Simpson. Probably Sturgill Simpson. (laughs) 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 Or, actually, uh, I might listen to our next band. Uh, uh, Paul, have you been punched in the balls today? (laughs) 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 Let's talk about some off. All right, so that that was uh, off from their second release. Uh, is the song called "Hypnotize"? Uh, off is a product of uh, Keith Morris of Black Flag and Circle Jerks fame. Uh, their self-titled release was it two years ago now? Or was it one year? I think it was two years. It was ago. two years ago. Uh, clocked in at. Let's see. 16 minutes <laughs> over, over four EPs. And this one's, what, 24? Uh, it, by those standards, this is like, like a, a double a, album. A triple concept <laughs> album. <laughs> uh, so, Wasted Years. Um, they are uh, obviously given the lineage of the band, uh, uh, punk, and the sound of the band punk. There's no denying that. I think what stands out about them is that they're absolutely no bullshit. What, I mean, these are one, some of the originators of, of the genre. And when you hear them or see them, there's no question about what you're getting into. This is if you if you look run down the, <laughs> the song titles on this, like Void You Out, uh, Legion of Evil, No Easy Escape, 
Let's <laughs> get death trip on the party train. I mean, that's a whole lot of fuck yeah. But I, I don't know, Paul. We're, we're fans, so yeah. And no, I mean, on on the subject of bands meeting expectations, like, <laughs> <I don't>, <laughs> you know what you're getting with an off album, and this is more of that. If you like it, I think you can combine all of the music they've put out into the length of one other album that we've talked about before. And, yeah. But I don't know if you could listen to all of that in a row because your ears might just bleed. I did. Or your brain, yeah. yeah. Just melts. I'm surprised well, you're alive, man. Well, what I mean, what's fascinating about it to me is that is that this was stuff that was uh, when when you are late teens or even your age, Quinn. You know, like you might be a little angrier. <laughs> and he's like fifty, pushing fifty now, and still has that. So he's almost like writing to the genre, and it's fascinating because. Like, so much of this is about, like, fuck the police, fuck, fuck everybody. Um, and and yet, go ahead. I'm glad it exists, though, um, because, like, yeah. it, it's like, if nothing else, I'd rather him be putting out, like, this same record, basically, every two years mm-hmm. and having that right. uh, exist. Because it, it's, it, it's, I mean, it's comforting, I guess, because it's what we're used to. I don't know. Well, you don't have to invest. Too much in it. No, no. I mean, if you're fucking angry, you come home, just boom. There's 24 minutes, done. Feeling better about yourself. Yeah, feeling better about yourself. Um, and from his from his live show, he actually is that angry. Like, he's <laughs> not, this isn't a put-on right here. He is really, really angry uh, about a lot of things. He's also a really smart guy. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, these, a lot of these are about social injustice. Yeah, no, it's he, not aimless ang- yeah. anger. It's... He's very socially conscious. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what, what grabs me most about, like, besides... The expanded length of this, though, uh, it, it does seem a little more aggressive. And the song we're going to hear, uh, the title track, is actually not about social issues. It's about, like, a failed relationship, which I was like, what in the fuck is going on now? Because <laughs> here you have this guy, like, yelling and ranting about these things he sees wrong in the world. And now, all of a sudden, uh, the thing he sees wrong in the world is some relationship, which is Yeah, actually, let's hear that real quick. Cause, and I mean real quick, because it's... Uh, a minute 18, so... All right. So, I mean, yeah, that's 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 my point. I mean, these very basic, uh, uh, I, I don't want to say like lizard brain reactions of, of anger, but it is like it, it is a primal thing uh, that they're doing. And, and it's pretty utterly fantastic. I mean, it's it's hard 
to talk about like creatively you're talking about an album that is 24 minutes long and most songs are like what? there's not a song over two minutes They're quite <laughs> um you think that's more ambitious or less ambitious than like some stuff are doing today paul I mean, I don't think ambition is necessarily uh, what they're going for. Here. Right. Like, they, they know what – they're very comfortable with themselves. These guys have been doing this kind of music for a long time. Mm-hmm. If you like this kind of music, you're going to listen to Off. If you don't, you're not going to listen to Off, and they don't give a fuck whether you do or you don't. Okay. So yeah. how do – go ahead. I, I mean, I think a 24-minute punk album is not the most foreign thing in the world. I no, think there no, have been no. punk bands doing one-minute songs for yeah. – since it started, since its inception. Sure. Um, so how do we get more people to listen to off? Is the question. Piss them off. Piss them off, just make them angry. <laughs> just walk down the street, punch them, yeah. and then give them a copy of the off record. Mm-hmm. But here, man, <laughs> just take it out on this. Honestly, I don't know that you do, because I don't think that there are really that many people who love this kind of music out there anymore. Like right. a lot of the folks who grew up with it uh, are into other stuff now. Because they're not as angry anymore, and yeah. I don't know. I, maybe I'm totally wrong, but it seems like uh, the the younger bands that are coming up now aren't playing this raw. They're all doing something different. There's pop punk out there. Mm-hmm. Like you don't hear a whole lot of just like shredding for a minute and then being done um, on the scene. And I just don't. I don't know. Maybe maybe you find some some kids in high schools that'll hear this and think it's awesome the same kids that are probably finding their you know older brother or parents black flag out right now but uh <laughs> but the where is he now effect but i i got a feeling that the internet spreads the word pretty quickly on you know yeah. on on that front but will younger listeners even be like ex- excited even if they like this music i don't even think they even get that excited about it because having like a 50 year old singing it, it's well, that well, that well, and there's really like there's no one else there's no one else really making this music, this kind of music. No, and, and actually, I was going to uh, talk to your point about that. Like, there's people doing, like, minute punk songs and stuff. There, what This stands out because it is a pure shot of it. It's There's no bullshit. Yeah. And a lot of this, like, punk, you can call it pop punk, whatever you want to call it, gets popular because they try to, like, fuck with the formula. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not a formula. It's just... Get up on stage and smash shit, <laughs> and like, yell, yeah, yeah, and yell, and then you get off stage and you feel as good as the audience feels, and you might be a little bruised, but you know, fuck it, man, like, that's that's life. And well, I, and I think everybody's got commercial aspirations these days, yeah. like, and that I know everybody always has some kind of aspirations, but that was less of a part of the of the the real like, oh, old punk scene. And now, you know, I think that punk quote-unquote bands that are coming up are more likely to take their cues from like green day than from older punk acts because they want to get signed and they want yeah. to and they want to make some money at it yeah, yeah definitely so all right so uh quinn where are you gonna land on this i'm buy it for yeah. sure yeah you're gonna play it on the radio um yeah i think maybe nice. yeah I, I we have it on our charts actually we have a few off songs oh, nice. yeah so <laughs> a few nice. yeah so that, you, so, that, so that covers if you play, like, if you play covers three, three minutes yeah, of air exactly. time yeah exactly. that was a commercial break right there. <laughs> <laughs> paul yeah buy it yeah i'm gonna buy that shit too um so that is our podcast uh for this week uh quinn thank you for stopping by Thanks hopefully for you, you'll yeah. be back for many more paul thank you for stopping by and bringing the beer always uh next week uh uh think we're going to uh, roll out 
did an interview with uh, Washington Post Chris Richards. I think we're going to do that. Uh, Tune Yards album is finally here. So we've been listening to it last boom. night. Yeah, boom. So uh, we're definitely going to be talking about that. Uh, yeah, so we'll talk to you in about seven days and just keep putting your shit in here. All right?